All right. Did we do this intro before? I can't remember. I have no idea. That's Max. I'm David. We're going to teach you about hearts. There's our intro. I think I nailed it. Let me, re- let me redo it. We're really professional. Welcome back to Any Given Thursday for this week's, for this week's, where for this week's club spotlight, uh, David is going to take us through Heart of Midlothian, Hearts of Midlothians, Heart of Midlothians, Heart of Hearts. <laughs> yeah, I think for convenience and time's sake, I am just going to call them Hearts. Wait, where are the plurals though? I believe it's just of Midlothian. No, of Midlothian. no plurals. No, no plurals. No plurals. Let's okay. do no plurals. Yeah. Hearts of Midlothian. One heart. Yeah. You know, the name Heart of Midlothian. So that's a Walter Scott novel from 1874, which actually where they quite obviously take their name from. Walter Scott is a novelist. Yes. I'm not familiar with him. I would assume he is Scottish. I am not a literary expert. I don't pretend to be. I am, however, pretending to be a soccer or football expert. So we'll focus on that instead of doing a deep dive on Walter Scott. Just off of the name, their logo is gorgeous. Mm. One of the prettiest, I think, in sports. And it comes from, there's a little uh, Heart of Midlothian mosaic on the Royal Mile in Edinburgh. And that's where they took their logo from. Gorgeous logo. Uh, yeah, so let's get into it. Sorry, I'm getting organized still. I can cut it out. Yeah, I figured we would cut this part out. That's why I wasn't. Hearts, Heart of Midlothian. Uh, one of the most successful clubs in Scotland, uh, despite only winning four league titles, that does put them tied for third in the league. A mere 48 behind second place Celtic. It's insane. It is insane. Rangers 55, Celtic 52 titles, and then Hearts, Hibs, and Aberdeen are all in that next tier of clubs with four. Uh, But Hearts could probably claim to be the third club in Scotland because they have eight cup wins, which is more than Hearts or Hibs. That's fourth in Scottish history. Celtic Rangers, obviously, first. And then Queen's Park still claiming third place despite having not won a cup since 1893. What, what, is, what league are they even in? Are they in the second division? Queen's Park, I believe they're currently in the second division. They've bounced around uh, between mostly the lower leagues um, of Scotland. They're, yeah, they are currently in the championship, ah. so the second division. So Hearts are a very historic club. They were founded in 1874. So they've been around a long time and one of the oldest leagues in the world, too, in Scotland. Uh, so their big claim to fame is uh, – never mind. Cut that part out. Hearts are a very old club founded in 1874. Stadium, Tyne Park, sits relatively central in Edinburgh. So they claim to be the Edinburgh team. Obviously, Hibs, their main rival, very much disagrees with that claim. 
the hips hearts rivalry is probably like the second biggest in Scotland, maybe Dundee United and Dundee would disagree, but hips hearts, huge rivalry. They played 655 times. What? <laughs> yeah. It's insane. Not all those are like competitive games. Um, and especially early, they would play like series. So they would play like best of five type series. Um, Hearts have the overall lead 288, 206, and 161. Uh, so the rivalry does have like a little bit of that sectarian and religious twinge to it, the same that Celtic and Rangers do. Uh, Hibs being a Catholic club at their founding and hearts being predominantly Protestant, but that's mostly gone by the wayside. It's not as vitriolic as Celtic and Rangers is. It's more geographic. Now Hibs have kind of the North and the East along the Leith. Hearts claim pretty much the rest of Edinburgh and the Southern suburbs. Who has more fans? So like- I would say hearts have more fans in the city. Um, I did spend six months in Edinburgh when I was in undergrad. I did my study abroad there. And from my quite scientific, just general observation, it felt like hearts were bigger, but I was pretty close to the center of the city where I was. I was at the University of Edinburgh, which is like kind of near the Royal Mile. So it might be, you know, a little bias of an area to be deciding who is the bigger club. But I would say Hearts seem to have a bigger fan base than Hibs do. I've definitely been a little bit more successful historically. Uh, as well as last season, when they came third in the league to qualify for the Europa League playoffs, which is a really great finish for them. They also came runners-up in the Scottish FA Cup, uh, took Rangers all the way to the wire in that game into extra time. So really, really good season for them. And it wasn't just that they were picking up points. They finished third in goals for, and they tied for third in goals against. So they were really strong on both sides of the pitch. They were one of only three teams in the entire league with a positive plus minus. That's just because Rangers and Celtic beat up on everybody so so hard. Damn. Yes. Rangers and Celtic dominate everybody else. What was the point gap between them and Rangers in second? Um, let me pull it up. It wasn't as big as people would think. The point gap, well, yeah, it was. Sorry. And, <laughs> I mean, it was, it was 28 points. <laughs> Nothing. Nothing. Um, to be fair, Hartsworth, despite being 28 points behind Rangers, in second place, they were a solid 13 away from Dundee United, who were in fourth that year. Um, so there is definitely reason for Hearts to be optimistic about their future after that season. Uh, last season was their first season back in the Scottish Premiership after getting relegated in 2019-20. They obviously romped the championship being one of the biggest teams to ever play in the Scottish championship came right back up and to jump all the way back to third again. It's a great finish for them. 
uh, play style wise last year, they were one of the more balanced teams in how they attacked in the league. So they tended to play through the middle and the right a little more than their counterparts, but uh, they could score from all places. They scored a decent amount of set pieces. They scored through the air. They scored with short passes. Uh, it's pretty well-rounded from them last year. They used a 3-4-3 or a 3-4-1-2, depending on the game and who was fit, a lot last year. But toward the end, they started playing with a 4-2-3-1, which worked out not too great for them. They really struggled in the championship split, but they were also set into third and dealing with some injuries, you know, end of the season. So I don't want to read too much into that for next season. I think they'll be fine. Player-wise, some of the key players from them last season, Liam Boyce up top scored 16 total goals, which is the same number he'd scored the year before when they were playing in the championship. Uh, obviously, they played more games in the Cups last year than they did the year before because they were a better team. But that is still pretty impressive for somebody who's already in his 30s. Oh, I was just going to ask how old he was. Wow. Yeah, so, so just, he's so he just overperformed. Yeah, I do think there's reason to believe it might be a bit of an overperformance. Uh, and his backup, Ellis Sims, also put in some really good performances in the second half of the year. But... He had to return to Everton after his loan spell ended, and now he's being linked primarily to championship clubs in England. So it looks unlikely that he will be returning. So they're definitely going to be in the market for either a loan striker or a permanent younger signing to bring in with an eye to the long term. Uh, Defensively, their three center backs were – some of some of the best in the league. Suter, Kingsley, and Suter, Kingsley and Halkett were great last year, uh, but lost Suter on a free to Rangers, which is definitely a bummer. Yeah, you know, it's a very Scottish move to have happen as well. Yeah. Yeah. You're all set up, you think you're gonna do well, and Rangers go and take your best center back. They don't even um, pay you for him. No. Got nothing for him. So they have been going after some uh, targets for the center back position, looking to add some players. Most notably, they brought in Kyle Rolls from Australia. I'm not entirely sure which team, but it, that is a pretty big step up going from Australia to Scotland. You never really know whether people are ready to make that jump. It's worked for them in the past, but we'll see how that works this year. It's worked for, uh, what's his name? The, the pasta coglu. Yep. Yeah. Pasta coglu. Um, yeah. So we'll see how Kyle rolls adapts to life in the Scottish Premier League. Name is rolls. Rolls, yeah, Kyle like, Roll. Like, how do you spell it though? R O W L E S. Been at Central Coast Mariners. Wow. 
Wow, that's one, of, that's one of my faves. Yeah. You know, the uh, the Hearts uh, staff sound sounded really excited about bringing him in. So we'll see. It is a little bit worrying that how late he moved from Australia, you know, but maybe it's just a, maybe it's just a case of he's not high enough to be recruited by, you know, championship English championship and above. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. And Australia does <clears throat> pay pretty competitive wages for. Yeah. Level of league. It's a hard place to get out to scout as yeah. well. until players are on the Australian national team or in the setup. I mean, there's, it's a long flight to send a scout on. Uh, so Did they pay a fee for him, or was he free? They paid a fee, but it's not publicly available right now. Hmm. So I do not know how much it was for. We'll see how that works out for them. They definitely, most of what I've read is that they're still in the market for right-sided center back, or right-footed center back, rather, to add to the defense, um, especially being in Europe. You're going to want the depth added to that. And replacing Suter is a big ask. In the midfield, they had pretty strong midfield, rotated a lot. Uh, one player that I really want to highlight, though, Benny Benningham, Benny Banningham, Congolese, I believe, player. He had a really strong season, I thought, for them. He's still relatively young as well, so I think there's a lot of potential for his growth. Another midfielder that did well for them was sorry, I have little bits on them. Can't find him. He had long hair and that was why I liked him. (laughs) (laughs) All those players pale in comparison to by far the most important player on their team. Club legend, Celtic legend, Craig Gordon, the goalkeeper still on the team. He is, I believe, 39. Jesus. <laughs> is mm. that a thing in, Scott, in the Scottish League? Like, really old goalkeepers? Doesn't? I mean, they're still able to play. Still able to yeah. And who's the best goalkeeper in the league? Right? Is, it, is it Joe Hart? <laughs> no, it's the Ray <laughs> McGregor, probably, right? Yeah, I would. I just don't want to put Joe Hart number one. Out of he had a decent season last respect year. Respect to the Scottish League. <laughs> yeah, I'm, number I, one I know he did. I just – it's having a little bit of a career revitalization at Celtic. <laughs> at Celtic, he is the appropriate level. But, yeah, Craig Gordon still being there, pretty crazy to me. <laughs> 39, he joined Hearts in 2001 and obviously left in 2007 to go to Sunderland. And then Celtic and now – back at Hearts, bringing them back into Europe for the first time since... God damn it. There's all these facts and figures, and it takes me forever to find them. Craig Gordon back at Hearts, but leading them to Europe for the first time since 2016-17, when they were knocked out in the second qualifying round. To Do you want to take a guess at who they were knocked out to? Or just, you're never going to get the team, so the country. Do you want to guess what country? Uh, Macedonia. Close. Starts with an M. Uh, Moldova. Further away, I think. Uh, what else starts with an M? Um, Man, you need to go back to your geography class. It's Malta. Oh. Berkir Kara. Malta knocked them out in the second qualifying round. Oof, yikes. 
which kept the streak of Scottish teams not making group stages, uh, which has not happened outside of the old firm since the 2004-2005 UEFA Cup. Damn. When Hearts with, guess who, between the six? Same same fella? Craig Gordon. (laughs) (laughs) They played a Europa League group. Um, It didn't go... Super well for them last time, but yeah, moving in the right direction. Yeah, it's kind of crazy that not all verb clubs have struggled so much since then. Mm. But now that the league, uh, thanks in very large part to Rangers' performance last season, Celtic over the last few years, um, finally moved up in the coefficient rankings. Hearts guaranteed group stage action in either the Europa League or the Europa Conference League. I would be a little scared of their performance in the Europa League. I don't know what your stance on that is, but I'm not quite sure they're – yeah, I'm not quite sure they would do particularly well in a Europa League group at this point. But Probably not. Just getting to the Europa League group is – that feels like like the ceiling right now. I would guess, but I didn't do all the research for them, so I have no idea. That's true. I, I would be pessimistic about their chances. When was the last time they even made the group stage? Oh, four, oh, five, I believe. Yeah, you're right. It has been a long time. Uh, they've made Europe a lot since then. Um, I mean, not not like a crazy amount. Europa but League they have had Europa League playoff round. Europa League playoff round. Europa League second qualifying round. Yep. Those are the ones in the last 12 years. Yeah. So their last time in Europe was 2016, 2017. Uh-huh. Obviously, like I said. Um, and I think the time before that was 2012, 13. Um, so it has been more of a struggle for them the last decade, I think. Uh, getting deep into, not deep, but getting into Europe has been more of a struggle for them than it had been in the past. Um, yep. And last time they made Europe, they went down relatively quickly, obviously, you know, a couple of years, but slow fall down to the championship. Uh, the time before that, they went down two years afterwards. So I do think there's the risk of overcommitting financially to being in Europe, uh, which seems to be a problem with a lot of clubs in countries where you're not guaranteed to make the group stages if you qualify where you overcommit financially and then you don't end up getting the money that you were kind of banking on but hopefully they've learned from their past and are able to field a team that forms in the group stages and keeps them afloat in the scottish league but. yeah the scottish league is weird like that i wonder i mean is their team like other than what you mentioned mostly consistent their team from last year yeah yeah so the same coach yeah they have they've lost uh john Suter, obviously right but all their other losses were loans um ellis sims obviously the backup striker leaving uh ben woodburn was on the team did okay he didn't get a ton of appearances he's moving to preston now taylor moore was another loan um 
and we, Robbie Nielsen. I was about to bring him up. Robbie Nielsen, the manager. Uh, he was just gave an interview a couple days ago where he was talking about being patient in the loan market, particularly waiting for English youngsters and championship players to become available to bring in. So I think that they are going to be waiting till later in the transfer window. I would not expect a ton of movement before August based on what they have. Um, and when that does come, I would not be surprised if it's primarily loans. But speaking of Robbie Nielsen, uh, he has, he recently returned to Hearts, got them promoted and then straight into Europe. So his second tenure with them this time has been really, really good. Um, he did have a stint with them. It's where he started his coaching career um, back in 2013, no, 2014, sorry. Back in 2014, he was there a couple seasons. Um, you know, mixed results. He qualified them for Europe last time as well, finishing third. Wait, yeah, then, so was his first year with them 2014-15? Yes. So – He's had an exact mirror of that first tenure this time. Yep. That's crazy. So it really is. Um, first in the championship. We'll see, hopefully first it has in a the premiership. Both times. Yeah. Hopefully it has a better better ending <laughs> yeah. than the I mean, last one did. Half the year after that, so it wasn't the end of the world. Man. Yeah. Yeah. They did come fifth, but he was not there to enjoy the spoils at the end of the season. Um so he'd, he'd gone down, he'd moved to England, Milton Keynes, um, then Dundee United, back to Hearts. And I would be really surprised, even if he struggles this year, if they don't get relegated, I feel like he's earned the right to stick around, get him to Europe twice. Um, but also because he's got a long history with the club. He spent most of his playing career there. 200 games for them at right back. So he's got like, he gets the ethos of the club. He's somebody that they want to tie themselves to. Who's going to understand what hearts means to the fans and to the players and the importance of the symbol. And so I would imagine if they don't get relegated, as long as they avoid that, I would imagine Robbie Nielsen will be there for the long haul this time. He's also still pretty young. He's only 42. So, you know, He's a maturing manager. Do they play exciting stuff, as far as you can tell? I would say that they play, I don't want to say generic stuff. Um, Nothing they did particularly excited me. It's, they do a lot, not a lot, but they are a little more shorter passing than most of the other teams in Scotland. They don't hoof it and run all that often. They're, pretty willing to attack from every different type of phase imaginable. They'll play counterattacks through the middle. They'll tiki-taka it outside and get a cross in um, uh, until they get a cross in. They'll, they really mix up how they come at goal, which can be interesting to watch because you're not entirely sure where they're going to come from. It's probably um, a unique thing for a non-Rangers Celtic Scottish I was Rangers. about to say, but it does stand out in the Scottish League in particular, which has a bit of the British Isles 
yeah, uh, idea of flair to it, which is run really, really hard up the sideline, trying to get to the ball first. Okay. Correct. Lump in crosses. Yeah. DJ Bull of uh, TIFO football at the Athletic had a funny bit at one point in time where he was talking about how bad like fullbacks were in Scotland in the Scottish League. Um, and that I don't remember who he was talking about, but he was pointing out one particular player that was good. And he's like, it's impressive his numbers, but also he's playing against like <laughs> the worst fullbacks ever. Yeah. Well, that Harsh, actually but he is from he is Scottish, so yeah, that actually tied in to one of my uh, outside talking talking point talking. Jesus, that was not an accent I'm used to using. That actually ties into one of my outside talking points that I want to bring up that are tangentially related to Hearts is Scotland's been producing so many good fullbacks for a country of its size. Yeah. Um, I mean, obviously there's Andy Robertson. We also have Kieran Tierney. Uh, Nathan Patterson has been looking pretty solid. Aaron Hickey from Bologna, um, unless he's moved already at this point that this is released because there are tons of rumors surrounding him moving to teams in England. Um, he's been looking like a great prospect. And then Calvin Ramsey at Aberdeen just signed for uh, Liverpool. Mm. And so he's going to get to learn behind <laughs> arguably the best fullback pairing in the world. Um, and his fellow countrymen will be there. So I don't know what's in the water with Scotland right now, but they have been producing some great fullbacks. I feel like James Tavernier was is always a solid. He's been good for yeah. the last couple of years. You know, he's captain, right? So yeah, I believe so. Or one of them. Just looking at a guy named Josh Doig. Mm-hmm. What is he like? Twenty or something now? I've not heard of him. Yeah. But... Yeah, but he's been starting for Hibs for a decent bit. And for a country the size of Scotland, and with uh, not to be dismissive of them as a as a national of a national team but they haven't enjoyed a ton of success and you look at the rest of the team it really stands stands out the quality and depth of the fullback position in their national setup right now it's a nice improvement from uh from previous decades yeah i do think it can be hard to tell sometimes with players actually in scotland because like, uh, who was it you said that was talking about it? J.J. Bull. J.J. Bull usually has pretty solid take. Yeah. Yeah. Um, as J.J. is saying, like, the Scottish League has won a real golf in town between the top two teams and the rest of the league. But it is also really hard to, like, place it in terms of actual quality. Yeah. Because you have teams like Celtic and Rangers that could compete in top leagues – you know, they do well in Europe. And then you also haven't done well in Europe in a while, but they did this. Rangers just made a final. So they hadn't, nobody had made it past either the quarterfinal. I'm not sure anyone had made even the quarterfinals since Rangers was last in that final in 2008. Yeah. They weren't exactly on a good string of. You're right. Um, I mean, I think part of that was Rangers' financial issues and being gone from the yeah. league for a while. Celtic didn't stagnant. do something though, you know? Yeah, Celtic, I mean, they were stagnant. You don't have somebody pushing you in the league. It's yeah. hard to convince yourself to progress. Um, yeah. I have their statistic on the uh, coefficient, and they fell all the way 
to 26th in 2018. Yeah. They're already back up to 11th though. So I think having two teams. Small margins there, right? When, yeah. Yes. And then just having two teams that are pushing each other, they're going to get better. Um, So I think it's really important to the league to have Celtic and Rangers, but it would be nice to have any other outside of the old firm put up a actual challenge. Yeah. Which yeah. Yeah, Bergy. The money, the the revenue that that Celtic and Rangers generate compared to the rest of the league is like relatively a much sizable get more sizable gap than say like City to you know oh. N- Norwich or something, you know. Yeah, it's like it's probably a- comparable to City to bottom end of the championship clubs, even just the gap. Yeah, it's enormous. Yeah. Yeah. It's literally um, impossible to build a competitive or a, a roster or a challenging roster yeah uh, and honestly the last couple of years hearts have gone down uh so a lot of those second tier teams have kind of struggled to even field teams competing for europe uh hibs and Aberdeen were both in the relegation playoff last year i believe so it's like it's what do you how do you put together teams that can actually compete against Celtic and Rangers when the clubs that should be able to and should be consistently fighting to get European money aren't even able to assure themselves that they're going to be playing in the premiership. Mm. Aberdeen came 10th, so they were one spot away from having to go to the playoffs for relegation. They're a big club. Yeah, they're tied for the most league wins. Yeah. And just being able to attach yourself to Fergie also gives you a bit of... Would you say they're, like, have the best argument against Hearts for third biggest? I would say so. Yeah. Ahead yeah. of, like, Motherwell and Dundee and stuff and Hibs? Yes. I would say Hibs, Hearts, and Aberdeen are the second-tier clubs, mm-hmm. even just from a perception standpoint. Um, Not getting into, like, titles or anything, but... Yeah. Just Aberdeen, big, big because of... of it. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that gives Hibs the like credibility that they need, even though uh, Hibs and Hearts, I guess, the credibility that they need to be able to claim the third over Aberdeen because Aberdeen is obviously not a big city uh, the way that Edinburgh is. Edinburgh is like world famous. And Hibs and Hearts, people want to go visit Edinburgh. So they're going to see Hibs and Hearts things. And they're not going to see that same stuff for Aberdeen, but. Aberdeen are the most recent non-old firm team to win. So I guess they have a very legitimate claim to be in the third team. Yeah, you mentioned last year the, the gap between second and third was 28 points. The year before, 20. it was only a measly 14. Wow. Before that, it was 21. Mm-hmm. The year before that, it was only nine. No, 11. Mm-hmm. That was killer. But that was uh, Rangers had pretty recently come back up at that point, still, right? Uh, that was the year that Rangers. Yeah, that was 2018 19. But they only okay. finished Killer Nook and Aberdeen had 67 points. Celtic only had 87. So maybe that's a better comparison. Uh, now that's competitive. Yeah. Yeah. This, this year it was, it was 32 from one and three. Uh, 21, it was. It was 39. Uh, 
in 20, it was, and this is when the league was suspended, so it was still going to get worse. Yeah. Um, it was, uh, what am I looking at? 34. Year before that, just 20. Year before that, only 12. And that was when Rangers was back up, though. But Aberdeen only finished nine points off Celtic there, which is okay. the closest anyone's finished. To, yeah. Uh, that was when Rangers were still working its way back. But that's the closest anyone's finished to first, like, by far <laughs> in recent history. I remember the hope that season. I distinctly remember, like, people talking about Aberdeen and them coming up in conversations just because they were possibly going to challenge Celtic, not even win the league, but just give them something to play for going into the championship group. And to their credit, they did finish third, second, three years in a row. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe four, actually. Yeah, they had a good stretch there when, when Rangers went bust. You read about Rangers crashing and burning, really affecting um, the quality of the league, actually. Um, and it, it could just it could be a little bit of a coincidence the downturn in European form like but right as that happened like Celtic suddenly wasn't winning the title by like thirty points anymore they're letting Aberdeen stay around like the internal competition just wasn't the same yeah and if you're not getting pushed you're not going to go far I mean I think you see it a lot with a lot of the second tier nations is you have groups of teams that are always fighting for the title and they have to keep getting better and better and better. Portugal has their big three. The Netherlands has their big three. Uh, Greece has their like, Olympiakos, Panathinaikos, AK group of teams. So I think in order to really get into even that second tier of nations outside of the top four or five leagues, yeah, you need that. Or you just need a team with oil money like PSG to support the entire league, not embarrass them. One other side conversation I want to have. Scotland is bringing VAR to the league, finally. Oh, wow. They're instituting it after the World Cup, so halfway through the season. That doesn't make any sense. (laughs) I know. (laughs) There's no way this goes well for the league at all. It's 100%. Absolutely no sense. Yeah. (laughs) I'm already picturing the situation where a team gets relegated because of a goal that would have been called offsides in the second half of the year, but wasn't in the first half of the year. <laughs> like something, there's no way that you can toy with fire this much and not have something go wrong. It's a big mess, but I don't think you would expect something other than a big mess. In Scottish football? System, yeah. Yeah. I think it's very Scottish to do this. They wouldn't have it any other way, would they? No, they would not. I mean, they might. Some people might. I'm sure they. most of the fans would want it a different way, but the league is not going to let that happen. I didn't realize. So only one that you have that playoff um, for the second relegation spot. I figure that must mean that mostly only one team gets relegated every year, right? You'd think, but... That was the case last year. Yeah. Um, That seems like a flawed system. Like, I feel like I would prefer, like, two teams to go down for sure, you know, just to give the circulation a chance. Yeah. The year before Kilmarnock and Hamilton Academical both went down, Uh I believe. Yeah, Dundee and Hearts came up. Um, So I do think it's not as bad as 
as you would think. Like, I think yeah. they go down more than you would expect. Yeah. It's not like super rare. Yeah. Um, but it is also a small league. And so I think it helps to keep teams stable. Yeah. It doesn't, I mean, obviously it doesn't happen every year, but I think it happens enough that it's still a bad situation for teams to be in. Yeah. You know, um, and I do think it's important. It's a 12 team league. So I think it's important for stability to keep 11 teams up more years than not. Mm-hmm. Having a sixth of the league turnover every season is more than most relegation setups. And it's pretty comparable to Germany having two and then a playoff. If you think about it in terms of like percentage of the league who are getting relegated, should we move on to making predictions? Me slightly educated, you completely yes uneducated. Yeah. So as I can go first since I did some research, and I should hopefully have a more accurate prediction than you do. Really? Um, my prediction in the league is that I would be surprised to see hearts finish third again i think it'll be a much tougher fight for them to come third this year than it was last year partially just from the addition of extra games in midweek that they'll be playing uh, that other teams won't be that always gonna likely cost you a point or a couple throughout the season um but more importantly i think hibbs aberdeen motherwell were just not particularly impressive last year. And I think at least one of them is going to have a bounce back year. Uh, Hibs seem like they really think they found their manager uh, to replace the guy from last year. Uh, so I think there's a chance that Hibs in particular can bounce back up to giving, a, uh, giving Hearts a real run for third place. But I'd also be really surprised to see Hearts in the relegation group. So I think... I'm going to put them in fourth in the league. Yeah, that sounds about right. I think there is always like a little like internal circulation in Scotland every year in the, in that mid tier group, mid to upper tier group that, and I don't know if I can always explain why it just seems like the natural cycle of life there. Now I'm going to say they're going to finish fifth, um, but they're going to end up in the, in the, in the uh, conference league. This year, you think they're going to lose in the playoffs? I do. Yeah, I think I would be. It would be a you. better fit for them anyway. Like, if they mm. could get to the conference league groups, like they might actually have some reasonable games, depending on how strong the group is. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's always going to come down to draws, and we're sitting here not knowing who they're going to get in yeah. the playoff, let alone groups. Yeah, but they definitely would not be surprised to see lose in the playoff round at all. Yeah, they will probably not be favored against almost any team that they draw in the playoffs. They believe they're going to be unseated in that draw as well, which means that they'll probably get. What's fun is that when this is released, it will probably have already happened. So, and we can go back and see who it was. Yeah, and we can see who was more right. Yeah, Um, but I'm with you. I think they'll end up in the conference league, and not knowing their group at all having no idea who's in their group, I'm going to put them third. I don't think they'll get out of the group, but I think they'll yeah. be competitive in it. I don't think it'll be 
won't be bad. I mean, obviously teams from smaller nations, teams with less budget in the conference league. Uh, it's just, it's a different feeling playing in Europe, I'd imagine, than playing in your domestic league. Almost no players on hearts outside of Craig Gordon will have had that experience. Yeah. They'll finish, uh, they'll finish above Red Imps, but below uh, Tel Aviv. Okay. You're, you're predicting the group as well. Yeah. That's the, that's the level, you know? Level. Yeah. 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 So sometimes even those teams with smaller budgets, less talented squads, they'll finish ahead of you just because they played in Europe before. They know how to balance it. Hearts are still in the learning process of that. Do you have any other fun things to add? Uh, their nickname's the Jam Tarts. The Jam Tarts? The Jam Tarts. <laughs> That's great. Right? That's I great. love that. Um, also, I somehow forgot to bring up Barry Mackay, who was amazing for them last year mm. and will probably be their best player again this year. Where does he play? He plays in the midfield on the right, kind of attacking midfield. Um, I don't want to call him a winger, though. In the 3-4-3, he would typically line up as the right winger. Okay. But he comes back into the midfield more. He's super creative player. Like, they try to get the ball. Getting the ball to him is how they how they would score. So you get Barry on the ball. He's, he's going like to find he's like a guy their, like you boys. He's their playmaker, but he's sort of on the on the outside. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, it was – they did when struggle they for both. When they played as the 4-2-3-1, did he play in the 10? Uh, the 3-4-1-2. He did oh, not. In the 3-4-1-2 Is that what they struggled in? That was what they struggled in. Or Sorry, you're right. No, sorry. Uh, the 4 2 3 one the three four one two was throughout the regular season. Uh, regular season, I don't know how to call it. In the ten, when they tried the back four. No, then the four two three one. The ten was Liam Boyce and Ellis Sims was starting up top. Mm-hmm. Um, when Barry was playing in there, he was typically still on the right. I think he's just more comfortable on the right side of that attacking midfield. But I, again, I don't really want to call him a winger or an inside forward. It's more of just like a wide playmaker type role um and he's very comfortable coming inside playing from switching in central and creating from there as well interesting i do think they need to find goals from somewhere other than striker next season as well it's one bit i want to add um they liam boyce ellis sims definitely seem to be carrying the load for them Uh, so they did go out and get alan forrest who was playing lower down the leagues and the league lower down the league. And he scored seven goals, I believe last year from left midfield. So I think that's a good signing for them to just get somebody who can score from the midfield and score from a little deeper instead of having to rely almost exclusively on their strikers. They're not great from like set pieces or anything. No, no, they were good from set pieces. Uh, That was just thinking of other ways. They Stephen could, Kingsley feel some had six, Stephen Kingsley had six goals last year. In the league, he's a center. He's playing center back most of the time. Yeah, that's good. Um, so definitely they can score from set pieces, but it was from the rest of open play that they struggled to get anything from guys that weren't playing as either the lone striker or part of a striking pair. So that's been our deep dive into hearts this week.
it'll be really interesting to follow them, see how they do this season, if they can repeat what they did last year or they're they, already out of the Europa League and in last place by the time of by the time of release. Yeah. Then we'll definitely have to go back and change our predictions. <laughs> we can't let those be released. Edit them out. Anything else to add? I do not. That's all I have on them. Closing remarks on Heart of Midlothian. Um, that's my closing remarks will be fuck Hibs. Fuck Hibs. Fuck unless Hibs. we do unless we do this one on Hibs next year. And then yeah, if Hibs are good next year, then fuck, fuck Hearts. Heart. Yeah. Yeah. Well done, David. Go team.